0: Hi guys. Wow, I feel like we already had service, that we were ready to go home. So um, that was really good. I almost cried. Almost. Um, yeah, that was my kid. <laughs> uh, that was so cool. Anyway, um, how many of you guys I wanna do a survey. Uh, We've been in this church for two years. We started this church two years ago. So I'm gonna do a a survey that I did, I think, a year ago. No, two years ago. So raise your hand if you have ever prayed for someone and they've gotten healed. Hi, because I really wanna see, Like, okay. Did you see this? Check this out. So four years ago, when we were starting with this whole thing of like going after revival, uh, if I would ask that question, there's like an echo, is that me? Okay, or, me? okay, okay. Um, if I would ask that question, it would be like 10% of the room. Actually, when, when I asked you guys, it was like 75, 80% of the room. So I feel like there's a whole thing changing and trans- being transformed in our myths and in our culture. So um, my goal right now, right here, is to speak to you as leaders, to speak to you as already running so what do we do to keep on running like we're running this race? Yeah. So uh, this message is not so much, well, this message is dedicated to the tenured person that has been running for a long time and also for the person that's like being demotivated, that you've been struggling with your relationship with the Lord, and uh, it, even if you're started. So I wanna hit everyone. There we go. Uh, I'm gonna be fast because we already had a good, good uh, messages and really good worship, so. <laughs> All right, so yeah. If you wanna open your Bibles in Proverbs 4.23, this is gonna be my main verse. One of the main issues that I believe it runs to is the uh, the issue of their heart, that's that's it. That's the main thing that we normally are struggling with or we're working on. Uh, Our hearts are being shaped with whatever we're leaning to, right? So if you're in Proverbs 4.23, if I said 21, I'm sorry, it's for 23. It says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything everything you do flows from it. The action of guarding our heart is not one of like, hey, let me uh, isolate, let me just keep searching into my heart and be uh, self like Self judging and like uh, doing a lot of um, introspection, but it's a, it's, it, what, what is that action of guarding? What, what does that mean? And I want to know why is this so important to guard my heart because it is, it, whatever we do is defined by what is in our heart. You see the, the definition there on the, on the verse, it says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So whatever's inside your heart defines what you're going to be doing. So, what is in your heart? Think right now for a second. What is in my heart? What's in my heart? In Matthew six nineteen, he says, "Do not store up yourself treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break and steal. But store up yourself treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves." Do not break and in and steal, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So there's a treasure in your heart. What's your treasure? Whatever you're putting your heart on, that's where you're putting your treasure. That's, that's my goal. So whatever I'm seeing as my treasure, that's where my heart is. That's a good definition. So I'm trying to help you to find what's in your heart. So if our treasure's in heaven, what does that mean? If we're supposed to treasure what's in heaven? When, I, when I, uh, I was young, I would think about this passage, I would imagine myself, my treasure, like being mountains of uh, gold bars and like coins. That, that sounds cool, it doesn't make sense when the Bible actually strives, describes heaven as uh, the roads being of, made of gold. So it's like the value is not really there to keep like the vault, the massive vault, I imagine like a Harry Potter kind of vault. No, that's not it. So let's keep on going. What are the treasures in heaven? In Colossians 3, I love that Paul gives kind of a definition on this. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, again, he's going with this kind of theme, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not, early, not earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also appear with him in glory. So what's in your heart? It's not hard, it's not. Give me, give me an answer, shout it. What's in your heart? Go ahead, what? Someone. Blood, Blood? okay, all right. Sure, <laughs> what is in your heart? You just set it there. Set your, your hearts on things above where what? Christ is. So the treasure that's in your heart is Jesus. That's the treasure that we are to be guarding. That's a treasure that we're supposed to be holding on to because for everything that we do flows from him. So if I'm treasuring my heart, if I'm positioning myself like, hey, I'm gonna keep this safe, it's because Jesus is the one that is set up in the high in heaven and that's where I gotta keep my mind on, right? So let me clear it up more. In Colossians 3, again, I'm here in Colossians 3 still. I'm gonna read it from the Passion Translation because I like it and you get to hear me, and there we go. Colossians 3, 4, it says, and as Christ himself is seen for who really is, who who you really are will also be revealed, for you are now one with him in his glory. So, when we're positioning ourselves, putting our heart towards him, who do people get to see? Him, Him. exactly, thank you Alex, love it. (laughs) Him, exactly. So when I ask the question, what's the thing that's in your heart, if what came to mind was fear or anxiety or loneliness or shame, any of those, we just gotta adjust our belief. We just gotta adjust, hey, he already took care of those things. He already paid the price for those things. That's not what I'm supposed to be guarding. That's not worth guarding. Yeah. It's good. Mm. Wow. When Christ is who is your life, then he appears then you also will appear with Him in glory. He, so He's supposed to be, like, once we receive Him, we're to be shining with glory because He's the one that we live through. We died, so now we live through Him, right? We're, we died to sin, we died to our old self, now we, live to, we get to live through His life. That's why whatever we flow from the heart, it's life now, right? That's why we're supposed to guard it. So hosting the presence... It's knowing this, it's knowing this fact, knowing this truth, that he's in me and I need to protect that relationship and I get to protect that presence that is in me. Yeah, that's good. So the world is full of ideas. They're pushing ideas all the time. If you go into uh, social media, you're gonna get thousands of pushes on different uh, things and concepts. Uh, what's the latest thing that we should be learning? What's the latest thing that we should be leaning towards? And, but. This book is pushing you. It's not pushing you. It's inviting you to a person. Which is completely different from whatever other people are doing. Because everything else is pushing you to an idea. To a man that's carrying an idea. This man is carrying a life that's giving it to you and putting it in your heart. Right? So the treasure on our lives, what Paul was going after, what what Paul is praying for in Ephesians 3.17. Sorry that I'm jumping through. Paul's stuff but it's really really good in Ephesians 3 17 it says so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and I pray that you being rooted and establishing love may have power together with all Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ so what is what is Paul trying to get to the most important thing that we should be doing is that he may dwell in our hearts remember through faith that's the most important thing I know that you guys are already leading uh, so many things in New York, so many meetings. I've, I've, seen, I've been to, a, lately I went to a revival meeting, the Kingdom Nights, which is awesome. Chad and Lauren have done an amazing job. That's happening all around our town with different, not only in our church, I think it's happening all over with different movements. That's great, that's amazing. The river's flowing, right? And, and, and I want us to keep on going on that river. But you could fall into the river, get moved with the current, and not be swimming. You gotta be swimming for yourself. You gotta be swimming as well so that you can keep on going with the river because the moment that you step out of this environment, you're gonna be, where's the, where's the current? Where's the presence? Because what you experience right now in our service, that was amazing. That was The Holy Spirit came here. If you didn't receive anything, come to me. I'll pray for you because that was amazing. <laughs> And, and, but here's what happens. What is supposed to happen is that it's an invitation so that you go and take it to the quiet place, guard your heart, and treasure what he's living in you. So you experience the same thing that you have here, you experience it in your room by yourself. You know, there's a, listen, um, some trees, when I drive over here, there's a little forest, this family like has a, like a farm, and they have a bunch of trees planted very, very tight together. I don't know if you've seen it. It's very curious why they have it all together tied up. And uh, the, the, the trees on the edge are thick. And then as you l- notice, they start getting very, very thin in. And some of them are already falling on in, 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 in the middle. What does that mean? The ones on the edge are the ones that are getting resistance. The ones that are inside, they're not getting any resistance. They're just laying on the whatever the other ones are protecting them to. It's the same as in the river. You need to swim. You need to hold on tight and bring your roots in. That's why it says guard your heart. Yeah, what what's in your heart? The treasure, Chris. Who, who is your treasure? Jesus. Jesus himself. All right, so now that we know what is in your hearts that we should treasure, how do we guard it, right? Hosting his presence is our main calling. That's the main thing. Love your God above all things. How do you love God? Host his presence all the time, like have a designated moment where you're gonna spend time with him. Because what happens, the presence can become too familiar. It, it, it happens, I've been doing this for now, in a revival mode, in a hey, I'm searching for the kingdom, I've been doing it for 11 years, and uh, I've been in meetings like this for 10. So Jesus had, uh, Jesus had great revival meetings. Wouldn't you say that was a great revival meeting, is that he was very successful. Everyone getting healed. Very, very good. Everyone believing in him. That's awesome. Great revival meetings. (laughs) He still stepped away. He still stepped away from the crowd and went by himself. I tell you, if you stay only with what you're experiencing here, you're not going to be rooted. You're not guarding what Jesus has for you individually. My recent experience that I wanted to talk about, um, I actually... Uh, have been going deeper with the Lord in my in, in my quiet time uh, and by myself because I was having my quiet time and, and, and like like always, but I got very comfortable. I would stay in my bed, put my earbuds on, and start worshiping and be very comfy, very 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 comfy. <laughs> and, and it was very nice. Uh, but but then I started reading this book. Uh, which is from Chris Cruz who came to this church and uh, and taught uh, in January, was it? February. Um, One of his phrases that he says is, if we're not intentionally being discipled by Jesus, then we're unintentionally being discipled by the world. So I started getting a little bit like, oh, this sounds kind of like religious. You, you want me to set times and like really like change my mode. I'm very like flow and letting the spirit do whatever he wants. And I, I was just making excuses at, at this point, right? But what, what ha- what's happening, honestly, when I actually started doing what he was saying, which is like uh, setting up a time, setting up a place, because you're going to meet with the king of kings, so you better make it count. And I started like, okay, I'm gonna give the intentionality of what it deserves to be with him by myself. No one's gonna see me. No one's gonna say well, great job. It's me and him. So when I started doing that, like my, I started noticing like insecurities that I didn't even that I had been ignoring coming up. Like things that were like, wait, where is this coming from? Why am I feeling so vulnerable? Why am I feeling so shaky? It's because when you go into the presence, the things that shouldn't be there start popping up. The things that like he's like saying, hey, the, that, this we've got to take care of. And then I noticed that I was using Instagram. I was using Instagram like a, like a binky. It, it was my pacifier. Oh yeah, shout out to Leon. Um, he, it was my pacifier. Whenever I felt stressed, I would open Instagram and just go through it. And then I started noticing also like the Lord showed me that there was this fear in me uh, because I was following a lot of people that were like, couples that I've, uh, that I've seen like, oh, these are amazing people following Jesus. They were falling apart and getting divorced. So I was just following the two accounts to see what was going on. Obviously I was like torn and like, there was so much pain in me because of seeing this. So what did that do? Instead of being a wise thing, it was just bringing fear into me and like, oh, what, what's gonna happen with my marriage? What's gonna happen with Leon? What's gonna happen like, like we need to take care of this? Lorna, we need counseling. Why? Instagram, look at this. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> so, so then this let, let's go into Proverbs three three five. Please look look at this one. And I'm gonna read from the Passion Translation again because I like it. In Proverbs three five it says. Trust in the Lord completely. Do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on Him to guide you. And He will lead you in every decision that you make. Become intimate with Him in whatever you do. He will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore Him with undivided devotion. With all your heart, rely on Him. Heart. Your heart, how do you guard your heart? Undivided intimacy. Can you be present in the presence? Sometimes we use worship just to put something nice in the background and we're not really going after the Lord. I'm just saying that, let's just leave it there. We're just using it as a, hey, this is what I normally do. But are you actually being present when you are in the presence? Parents know this, and, and this is something that happened. I noticed that I would not be present when I had Leon on with me. Like, I would have him, I would do the things, bottle everything, I knew how to do it automatically now. I, I knew what buttons to press, what, what to calm him down, how to do move him and everything, but I would not, my head was not there. My heart was not there. So, I, so, so when I went to the presence, that came up as well. I had to shift, I gotta be present the best gift that a father can give is being present. So how can we be present with the Lord? Being present with with, with, with Lorna, with my wife. Actually, like I'm dialing down. So I got rid of Instagram. <laughs> I completely deleted that thing. Best three weeks so far. No, but what actually has changed my life is encountering Him every day. Planning out. Okay, I was like, I want to be alive with Him in this moment. So what's happening on my day, the rest of the day, I'm full of love. I'm full of, I was, I'm overflowing. I don't need to be searching for what I'm gonna say. Like I went to this, uh, to Chad and, and Lawrence kingdom night the other time and, and the Lord just came, gave me stuff to give out and it was really, really easy. I didn't have to search for it because why? Because I meet with him every day. So I don't have to be like pouring like, okay, what am I talking about now, right? It's not, theolo- it, it, like, we're not here to be theologically knowledgeable. Like, that's like knowledge is just gonna boast you up. That's in the Bible. <laughs> it's not about that. If it's about relationship, then we gotta be present with the relationship. Yeah. God wants to know you, even though like, he knows all of you. Like, he knows everything about you, but he's the kind of friend that wants you to tell him about your day about your fears. For example, for me, it was um, yesterday, actually, I was preparing for this, and on Friday at work, everything blew up. Everything, like everything that could go wrong, went wrong. The customer that normally is a pain, became more of a pain. Very, (laughs) very bad. So I was, for the past few weeks, I was dealing with, hey, stress he already paid for that so I'm not going to be like I'm not going to be stressed well Friday was blowing up and uh, so I put it I gave it to the Lord I brought it and say hey I have this fear I brought it to him he took care of it but then um, my friends came over to the hu- to play in the house and like hang out and uh, we needed to use a computer because we were going to f- play with Fibash, and uh, everyone needs a phone, and someone was missing a phone. Molly didn't bring his, her phone, so I blame you. And, and so I opened my work computer, and there it was, three emails from this customer. So what popped up? All this like anxiety of like, oh, my God. So I closed it, uh, pretended that I didn't see it, <laughs> played for a little while, and uh, but then I was like, I gotta, I gotta get this fixed. So I went, spent some time apart, And uh, I just laid it down, and and, and then when I came back, I was like, hey, I I, I actually want to, like, now I can play, now I can be present, but before that, it was completely absent, it was like I wasn't actually there. We gotta bring the things that are stealing our peace back to him. If you want the Prince of Peace, you gotta talk to him. You gotta bring those things, not hide it, not come in like everything's perfect to the presence. So, okay, how does this look actually um, practically? So actually setting a time and place apart to speak with him, create a framework, read the Bible, then stay in silence. You know in a conversation we stay in silence sometimes? Why, because you're listening to the other person. It's not one way. Then give thanks. You know when the disciples asked Jesus, hey how do we pray? He didn't say oh it's just like talking. He didn't say that, he actually gave them a framework. He told him, hey, start like this, work like this. So, that's my baby. So, read the Bible, meditate and ponder what you're reading, stay in silence for two minutes, just two minutes to listen. Then give thanks, worship, and then be in silent again, and then be intentional with them. The, the thing that like blew my mind the most was when uh, I, I watched, my mom sends me videos constantly about things that I should be watching from, like for like the church and stuff and and I do watch them sometimes, sometimes I don't this time I did, <laughs> and it was about Heidi Baker and uh, if you don't know Heidi Baker, she's an apostle on, and she has like uh she's head of ten thousand churches in Mozambique, and she has like several vases that take care of children in Mozambique and they uh, have schools it's amazing ministry um i she was talking about what's happening right now in Mozambique. If you think that we're having a crazy time, you should look at the news of what's happening in Mozambique because they're having a whole rebellion in the northern of Mozambique where people uh, armed up and they're taking over towns, taking over uh, villages, killing everyone, they have 200,000 refugees moving through the cities. And they arrived all to the capital, well not to the capital, well yes it is the capital, Pemba. Uh, they were the base of irises. So they have been feeding 20,000 people daily. That's her problem. Wearing a mask, 20,000 people. <laughs> right, okay. So uh, so Hayati was being asked, okay, how do you stay with peace? And she said, intimacy. The more problems I have, the more time I spend with him. I spend two hours before the sun rises, two hours with him. And, he, and she says, it. it's, I'm, in a, I'm on a journey. I'm on a journey, it's not perfect because I'm like, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, Lord, I want, to speak, I want to sleep longer. No, I get up and I spend time with him. I just stay there. I read through the word. And I just commune with him. When we host his presence... When we stay on him, you're just gonna represent him throughout the day. So whenever something comes, when the customer that you don't like comes, or whoever comes and tries to steal your piece, you just go back to him and you say, hey, can you take this? All right, guys, um, I'm just gonna pray for for this. Can you, um, yeah, put your hand on your heart. Father, thank you so much for this church. Thank you so much for this movement. Thank you for what you're doing in Newark. We just ask right now that we learn to recognize the treasure that is having you in our hearts. And you help us to guard it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. And if we can do anything to help you or if you want to stay in the loop with what is going on in and around the church, you can follow us on Instagram, download the Saints Hill app in the App Store, or visit our website, saintshill.church.